Good evening, it's the Dr. Zeus Podcast. I've decided not to use the equipment tonight because I am very tired and I don't have time for bullshit, motherfuckers. But they do. Yeah. Well, they didn't, but they did. Alice in Chains. You know. So, forgotten by some, not by me. Part of the whole 90s... Seattle Rock, you know, there's always that, oh, do you like Nirvana better? Do you like Alice in Chains? I like them both. That's like asking someone, do you like milk or cookies better? You need one for the other, you know what I mean? Oh my God, my beautiful alternative rock. I I was watching some uh, Henry Rollins stuff and it almost... Or no, it wasn't Henry Rollins. Someone almost put me to sleep. Oh my god, it was someone really famous. I forget. You know, you watch certain interviews and you're like, hey, this is going to be interesting. And then you hear it and it's like, what? That shit's fucking boring. So. We're going to do that because I don't want to get in trouble. You know, if I put this on the format, oh, it's copyright. It's Alice in Chains. Copyright 1992, okay? From the album Dirt, motherfuckers. It's, is it Tuesday or is it Wednesday? I don't even fucking know. I got up early. I had to do some family work, shall we say. It was a good time. And then, you know, it's off. To the bank because shit is low and I really do need a sponsor. I mean, shit, if milk and cookies could sponsor me, sponsor me right now, if prep would want me to be the, I would gladly do prep ads. My audience is very wide and I've, uh, my, my audience is diverse and I have also my co-hosts and I are of the LGBT and, you know, we would gladly sponsor prep or have prep sponsor us and condoms and all that stuff, you know, and lube. For me, you can't go wrong with lidocaine because people are always complaining. Oh, it's so painful. A little goes a long way. Okay. Here's the thing. If I'm ever going to be on stage and I don't think I'm going to, it's just going to be this. But for if some miracle occurs and I'm on stage, I'm going to be like this. I'm going to let it all fucking hang out because that's how it is. And I'm going to jump about the stage and I'm going to do my impressions, you know. Yeah, it's like my my co-host who love my co-host is. Unfortunately obsessed with Caitlyn Jenner I am not I could give a flying fuck I mean I thought hey that's nice That's You want it that's your truth You want to live your truth And then we start to find out oh for her It's all about clothes Makeup And I'm thinking that's not what being I mean I'm not a woman I'm a man But that's A lot of women were telling her That's not the essence of a real woman You know you're thinking of the um materialistic side of things you're not thinking of the reality but i think when you've been in that family for so long nothing's real the faces the breasts 
the thoughts. It's not real. It's just like one big giant fish tank. And someone's got to catch those fucking fish. Someone's got to throw that that fish food in there, you know. Ratings. Each time they get ratings, that's fish food. Feed the fish. You know, I'm not going to say feed them toppings because that's the last fucking thing they need. That's some Mary Poppins stuff, you know. I was watching something about what is punk. Is it the Mohawks? It was for a time, and then they just became, you know, so part of the popular culture. You go to, eh, I kind of like going to Hot Topic, and then I kind of don't. Because then it's kind of like it's been branded. The punk ethos. And the punk ethos ain't cheap by Hot Topic standards. And then I just think of, well, what I do is punk rock. I've always felt that. I've always felt because punk punk rock is the true rebellion, your true inner rebellion, your true black fucking sheep. While everyone else is in the watching the Bachelor or Bachelorette, I ain't watching that. That's punk rock because you realize how stupid and how fake and how fucking. It, first of all, you can't find love on television, okay? You know you can't hurry love. No, it just has to wait. You got to give it time, no matter how long it takes. Diana Ross, come for me, honey. Oh, my God. I need to work out more. It's just like a huffing and puffing. I will say, this is day... Let's see. Okay, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Day three of apple cider vinegar. In some water, because you got to dilute it. And then then I put honey in there for it to taste good. I love honey. I mean, I've done things with honey that I'm not even going to. Okay, well, I've done some, you know. Hey, let's put a little honey on it to give it its ding. I put honey in my cornbread, okay? Um, I asked around one year because I love making cornbread for Thanksgiving. I love making fucking cornbread all the time. And particularly during the holidays, I want to give it that its umph. And I go and I buy. I don't make it homemade, okay? I'm not that. I, I don't have that in me. I wish I did. I wish I knew. Southern cooking, let me tell you something. I've had Southern cooking and my God, I want it. I want it. I love Southern tea. Oh, my God. I've had all various forms of it and it's good. It's damn fucking good. So... I make my cornbread. I I add honey in it. I go to Trader Joe's and I buy the box. I've been doing that. It's a tradition of mine since 2007. A very good friend of mine who I do the the one uh, the podcast I did where he had a heart transplant. Um, and I'm always thinking of him and his husband and his family. That man encouraged me early on. To use my humor. I made him laugh. I would just make him laugh by saying shit off the top of my head. I didn't even think it was funny. But for some reason he thought it was funny. And I used to think you know what. That's my. That's my cherry on the cake. If I can make one person laugh. And I somehow can make him laugh. And he loved it. Even when he was not feeling well. And he'd say oh my god stop making me laugh. It hurts. You know, he loved that. He loved that. And and he has a good laugh, too. He has a good voice. He would be great at this. I know I'm going off topic. He would, he has, oh my God, that man has a voice. 
He has a radio voice. He's got a TV uh, face, too. You know, hey, David Muir, your job is over. Let my friend host. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, that's me, you know, paying paying homage to him, giving love to him and his family. And um, he's the one who suggested the cornbread to me because his mom is very health conscious. And um, I'm very thankful for that because he gave me some very good advice. Unfortunately, I didn't stick to it, you know, and, and remain in good shape, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I'll get back. I mean, you know, early on he encouraged me and um, he told me what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat. And um, I I think he'd be proud right now of me trying to get back into it. So, you know, I'm proud of him because that motherfucker is a tough cookie. Oh, my God. You want to talk about someone who's punk rock. I mean, some of his thoughts, his processes, um, his tattoos, it's, it's all him. I mean, you know... I remember he would just tell me things and it would make me feel better. No, okay. This person understands. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to give credit where credit is fucking due. And it's Tuesday, motherfuckers. And oh, my God, you know. Um, I've been listening to just all kinds of music. I wish I was a better musician. I attempted something on Saturday. I'd never thought I'd ever do. I'm not a big Journey fan. And here I'm going to go see them in the fall. They're touring with, um, uh, uh, what is it, um, Def Leppard. I love Pour Some Sugar on Me. Hello. Uh, but Journey, I'm not a big fan. And... I do love that song, Lights. So I thought, you know, let me fucking attempt to sing this. And I sang it. I thought it was okay. But I'm too self-conscious about it where I don't want to post it. Because, oh, it's not that good. You know, and I and I messed some of it up. But, you know, I'm always practicing. I love doing karaoke. I always wanted to be in a band. I don't think that will ever happen. I mean, you know, never say never. Um, the great... The late, the great Bill Hicks was in a band. I am so inspired by Bill Hicks. Um, you know, it's kind of, I'm inspired by a lot of things, you know. I'm inspired by all these different podcasts that I get to listen to. And it's like, whoa, we're just doing it ourselves. You know what I mean? We're not in the studio. Although I got to tell you, I've always been a fan of Howard Stern. I know that a lot of people I know don't like him. I love him. I saw that Private Parts movie as a teenager, and I was like, I want to do that. I didn't do it, and I should have. I should have gone to school for radio, but I didn't, you know. And, um, you know, I have a lot of regrets. So, But then again, my cousin said, well, it's never too late, you know. He says at this point I could do stand-up, but I'm, I'm really, you know, I have such stage fright. And, you know, yeah, if I get booed, I'm just going to try to persevere through it. See, you motherfuckers, let's talk. Because I love saying motherfuckers, you know, and just dance about the stage and just tell these stories. Uh, I've been I've been told by some fans 
do more impressions. More impressions. Well, more impressions. Let's talk about the fact that Aaron Lewis stain sounds like share. You just imagine that. If I could turn back time. Can you imagine Cher singing It's Been a While? Come on. It's been a while since I saw Sonny. And we dug him up in me and chastity. It's been a while. And then, you know, uh, Aaron Lewis is like, Jim, Jim, tramps and thieves. No, 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 no. I can't really do him justice, but fuck that. <clears throat> I know that I was kind of happy with my Ronald Reagan impression, you know, to Trump because, you know, he's like, you know, I'm just I'm going to really take this country, make it better. I'm going to make it better. And then, you know, Reagan's like, Mr. Trump, you are full of shit. I'm Reagan and I created this fucking country one movie at a time. I didn't win an Oscar, but fuck that. I won the approval. My ex-wife won that Oscar and that's all that matters. And Reagan's America, motherfuckers. Yes. Yes. I try, you know. I mean, it's all good. <laughs> I've been recently enthralled with Liza Minnelli. I don't know. Well, I think I know why. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, how she kind of... She is a lot of her mother. She's a lot of her father, too. But that's another story. Um, but she's a lot of her mother, you know, her mother and her. I mean, so many similar traits, you know. Life is a cabaret. Oh, chum. That's right, Joe Gray. Come on, get on the cabaret. Oh, yeah. I love what Sandra Bernhardt did. How she did a, a skit where Liza's ta- doing a tribute to alternative music of the 90s. And she had her doing Black Hole Sun. Um, uh, and I thought, wouldn't it be great if Liza did, you know, like, all the men's songs, you know, like, Crash into me, yeah, yeah, and I come into you, yes, and won't you crash into me, yeah, baby, and I come into you. Or what if she, oh, God, I could see her. You know, Alice Cooper liked her because of the makeup for Cabaret. Can you imagine her, Marilyn Manson? We're all stars now in the dope show where there are lots of pretty, pretty ones. They want to get you high. I did it at Studio 54. And all the pretty, pretty ones leave you low and blow your mind. We're all stars now in the dope show. We're all stars now in the dope show. They love you when you're on all the covers. When you're not, they love another drugs. They say we're made in California. I would know that for sure. Yeah. 
you know, that kind of shit. Uh, impressions, impressions. My favorite, because I work so hard to do it, and I used to do it at parties, is the Truman Capote one. And I mean, you know, some, and it wasn't the actual Truman Capote, but the Philip Seymour Hoffman um, Capote. I know that Toby, um, what's his name? Uh, you know the guy who always plays the bad guy in the Avengers movies, the guy with the glasses? He did, it was called Infamous, and Sandra Byrne, Bert Bullock, almost said Bernhard, played, um, uh, Nell Harper Lee. Uh, okay, so I had to get the script because I want to do this right, okay? So, Jimmy Baldwin tells me the plot of his new book, and he says to me, the writing's going so well, but I just want to make sure it's not one of those problem novels. And I said, Jimmy, your novel is about a Negro homosexual who's in love with a Jew. Wouldn't you call that a problem? And, oh, I've had a million ideas of what to write next. I just have to choose the one. Their attention is pulled back into the group as... Oh, wait, that's part of the script. Oops. Um, oh, he ad-libbed that, I think. Um, looking at the other part. Okay, here we go. Mr. Truman Capote, Miss Nell Harper Lee. Where would you like these, sir? That one up there, that one on the floor. What did you bring? Thank you uh, greatly, sir. It's an honor to have you with us. If you don't mind me saying, your last book was even better than the first. You're sweet. I mean, just when you thought they can't get as good as they they could get. Thank you. You're very kind. Ma'am. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. What? You paid him to say that. You paid them to say that. How did you know? Just when you think they can't, they've gotten as good as they can get. You think that was too much. I thought it was a good line. And then um, looking for different. Oh, my God. It's weird reading a script because then you're like, oh, that's where he ad-libbed it. Um, there's some great, great moments. If I can look. I could just watch the movie again, but then, you know, it's like, oh. Oh, here we go. This is perfect. Oh, it's the hardest when people have a notion about you and it's impossible to convince them otherwise. Since I was a child, folks have thought they've had me pegged because of uh, because of the way I talk. But they're wrong. They're always wrong. Do you know what I mean? And then, um, okay. If I can look. Uh, all right, here we go. 
I was writing the script as they were filming. Now the time in Italy, I was, I'd worked like mad all day long and then dashed to the bar around midnight to hand in the next day's scenes. Humphrey had just moved into the hotel bar where he and John drank every night. And I mean every night, like famished water buffaloes. Well, I literally just handed them the finest scene when the bellhop boy told me I had a phone call. It was my stepfather, Joe Capote, calling to say that my mother had died. I flew home to New York, terribly distraught. When I got to the apartment, I could see that Joe was even in worse shape than I was. I grabbed my hands and he sat me down at the kitchen table. And he said to me, talk. Talk about anything. Any subject in the world. Don't worry, whatever it is. It will interest me or not. Just talk. So I won't break down. And I did. He couldn't bear to be alone with his thoughts. It was too painful. There you go. So I'm going to roll tape. No, not roll tape. I'm going to take a break. And I'll be back, motherfuckers. Well, I'm back. This is the Dr. Seuss Podcast. Back from break. Little Bitches Brew, Miles Davis. If you've never heard Bitches Brew, I love that title. This is your taste of it. Because that Bitches Brew is good, motherfuckers. Oh, hear it? So fucking iconic. I mean, he was crazy. He was crazy. You know, but a musician, the rock and roll people loved him. I mean, it wasn't just jazz. I think people think, all right, save that for later. That jazz is like this elitist, ooh, snobbish. No, not really, you know. Music is music. I will talk about the snobbish politician, motherfuckers. Um, Brett Kavanaugh, who wrote, helped write the Ken Starr report. Uh, a lot of taxpayers' money writing a nice little dossier about the president and Monica Lewinsky. Oh, yeah. He also wants to overturn Roe v. Wade. So, you know, if you're a woman and you think that you have a right to choose, he's going to try to change that. So there's a lot of things at stake. It's so funny how conservatives are like, oh, well, we want things to be a little more conservative. Oh, so you want to take it back to 1954. You know, these motherfuckers are hypocrites. They get up there, they, they do their little confirmation hearing. And then when they're asked about Brown v. versus Board of Education, they can't answer what if they f- thought that it was just. And that right there shows you. When someone shows you their true colors right there, oh, I can't talk about it. 
If you can't talk about it, then you shouldn't be serving at all. You shouldn't be serving at all. If you think that you're going to take us back, I don't fucking think so. No. And that's where this shit needs to change. This shit needs to fucking change immediately. I am tired of this shit. You know, and they're hypocrites. And it's funny because you could count on a hand how many of those, or maybe five hands, how many of those politicians have daughters and wives and mistresses who have each had an abortion themselves. Maybe five Maybe 12 because the birth control just wasn't working that day. So they believe that, oh, it's only for them in those those times of get out of a jail free card. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm tired of that shit. Uh, someone was trying to argue me today and I said, show me the receipts. And they showed me like half a receipt. And then they began to blame Obama. And I thought, you know, that's always, as as Carlin would say, oh, these damn conservatives. Yeah, these fucking conservatives. Because they all want to place blame on the man who's no longer in the office. They will not take responsibility for the man who is in the office. And they'll say, well, you know, it was Obama. I said, stop right there. Stop right there. Is he president? No. Well, no, but and then this, and then I love how they they put that um, uh, roadblock of but, but oh, you're still gonna you're still gonna chip away at it, huh? It's like the 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 wart that needs to be burned off. You just keep picking at it, picking at it, picking at it. Shut the fuck up. Stop blaming him for his shit. Yeah, he didn't do everything that he said he was gonna do, and yeah, some people are pissed. But he's not in office anymore. The guy in office, you should be really, that's your responsibility if you voted for him, okay? When he does stupid shit, just remember, that's on you. Just like when Obama did stupid shit, that was on us, okay? And I didn't agree with everything he always did. I don't think he should have been so bipartisan because y'all motherfuckers wouldn't let him get his shit out. And now, and now, if someone has an effigy of Trump, like Kathy Griffin did, people lose their fucking minds. And yet with Obama, oh, it didn't matter. That's a fucking double standard, motherfuckers. Uh Uh-uh. Homie, don't play that. Homie, don't play that. And I have to say that. You know what I mean? I remember the day after the fucking election. I went to go get some food. I walked in. And it was in, in the little town that I live in. And I felt so uncomfortable because they all just look like Trumpers. It was. And then I had another moment like that where a friend of mine whom I love dearly, her friends decided to take her to the local little bar, which is a big shit cesspool of racism. And so I pulled her aside and I said, you do realize I'm half Mexican. You're half Mexican. Your friend's Mexican. Why are we here? Well, they have drinks. Go get some fucking wine coolers. Go to the house. It's like, you know what? Don't put yourself in that fucking situation. And thankfully, she and I left. But her friends, it's like, why would you put yourselves in that situation? And then have the guy say, doesn't that other guy know the Mexican bar is down the street? You shouldn't be in a place like that. Come on. 
Come on. Wake up and smell the roasted coffee. If it's brewed properly. Oh, my God. I, you know, situations like that. That's why I don't like going to bars very often. I know my limits in life. I know my limits. And I'm not going to be hanging out in cheers. I'm going to be fucking watching it on the TV, okay? You know, if the bar has open mic night, Mike Knight, then most certainly I'll go. But I'm not going to have a drink all the time. I don't understand that. I'm not a big beer person. I drink when it's festive. I don't drink all the time. Oh my God, I, I really need a fucking drink. That's not me. You know, I'm going to spend my last dollar on a drink. No. I don't understand that. I don't know. Probably because I'm, you know, I wasn't around it. If the adults drank, they didn't make a big fucking deal about it. And they would either go into another room. When I was growing up, and I until I was about four, we lived in the city. We didn't live in the country yet. And our home had a bar. And it was from the previous owner. And yeah, my family used it. We never used it because I was four. Hey, let me show you how to make a strawberry daiquiri right here. Step right up. I'm only four. Come on. If the gin could talk, what would it say? No. The, I saw that at Auntie Mae once, and I thought that was hilarious. Where he's, I think he was like 10, Patrick Dennis. And he's making, um, I think, a Cosmopolitan or something. And he's like, shake or stir. Uh, never shake. It bruises the gin. And I'm thinking, oh my God, how does he know how to not bruise the gin? I didn't know you could bruise it. You know, it's got a few marks on here and there. I'm just fucking with you. You know what I mean? Uh, drinks are on me. I mean, the times that I do drink, it's for fun. You know, if I'm invited to someone's house, uh, I was invited to some really great parties this year by a friend of mine, two friends of mine, whom I care about deal dearly. And I, one of them I went, they had a party, and I was really deathly ill. And I think some of you remember when I would do the podcast and I could barely talk. And I went because I wouldn't miss that for the world. And I'm there, and they would give me a drink. And that really helped my throat. And the funny thing was, I didn't even feel the buzz. All I was like, oh, this makes my throat feel so great. Because usually when you feel the buzz, it starts to kick in. Ooh, have I had too much? Ooh, let me walk over here. Oh, 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 I need to eat right now. I need to eat. No, none of that happened. I was just like, hey, wearing a, wearing a, a hat, Western style. It was fucking great. I thought it was in that moment. I didn't care how sick I was, how I was going to get through the day. I was just, li I was talking to everybody. Because, you know, Auntie Mame said, circulate. I don't have an Auntie Mame, but I wish I did. In a way, I'm kind of like Auntie Mame because I believe in circulating. Talk to everybody. You know, yeah, talk to the people you know, but get to know everybody. Everyone's got a fucking story. So does Miles fucking Davis. He's got an interesting story, but I won't elaborate on it, you know. Um, so I could add the background music. I've been, you know, I like to play with that because when I first started these, 
you know, the background music was like, hey, it adds a different element and a different vibe. And I might do that. And I always like to play around with the audience, you know, when I would lie down in bed, not lay, lie. And, you know, just get under the covers. It's raining outside. It's Elvira weather. weather. My cousin and I both love Elvira. That's why I always say unpleasant dreams. That's for her. It's almost like when Carol Burnett pulls her ear for her grandmother. That's what I do. You know, I figure we love we love Elvira. Elvira, hey, she looks great. And I know that's going to confuse people. Oh, my God, you think she's hot? Are you fucking kidding me? What is this, 1098? The year 1098. Oh, I'm only supposed to like one thing. Oh, let me go and grab my my box of stereotypes that I'm supposed to follow because it's in the handbook. Only follow these because people think you're this way. Oh, wait. Oh, you can't go outside the box. Fuck that. Fuck that. That's like saying to a punk rocker, you know, you can't put rap on there. It's like so totally poser. It's not punk rock. Fuck you. I'll put the rap on if I want. Give me some Tom Morello. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love Rage Against the Machine. People were like, I love how these conservatives would say to me, you know, they're fucking hypocrites because they're on a major label. And they're talking about raging against the machine. And they're talking about, the, they're talking about things, but the music's great. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you're not listening to the lyrics, obviously. And so you're writing them off and you're the hypocrite. Because you're saying, oh, I, I like them, but I don't like them. That's like saying you like shit, but you don't like having to take a dump because it's part of life. Oh, fucking people. They just write it over. They write it over and it becomes, you know, a really bad Stevie Nicks cover. You know what I mean? It becomes burrito dreams. Fuck no. I mean, you know, today's letter is the letter H for hypocrisy. (laughs) And, you know, although I had a funny moment with family where, you know, they were being silly. And I said, hey, let me show you something from when I was a teenager and it was Missy Elliott's The Fly, Super Dupa. And I always take pause and humor when she's like, beep, beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? They got a kick out of that. I, I used to say that at other places and everyone's like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, they wouldn't say it like that, but you know what I mean? But these kids... That I'm related to, they were like, "Oh my, my niece and nephew." They were hysteric. They kept wanting me to play it back. That's funny. Or when we would watch the dinosaurs, I'm the baby. God love me, you know. Or um, daddy, 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 not the mama. And then he just gives him this look when he says, "Not the mama," like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm gonna keep saying not the mama," even though you're trying to get me to say daddy. You know, that's like getting someone to say the whole Gettysburg address all by themselves. It ain't going to work. Got to write it down, but they can't say it from memory. Oh, my God. I see, technically, I yeah, I'm an 80s baby, but I didn't truly grow up in the 80s. I was coming of age. 
Because, okay, let's see. From nine, I was born in 1980. <laughs> Do your math, motherfuckers. Um, and then 89, I was like 8 going on 9. Because I'm a December baby. And then the 90s. The 90s were just... You know, I remember when I graduated from high school. At first, I was like boohooing, like I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I thought I did, but I don't know. I was listening to Billie Holiday. It was pathetic. And then I listened to Billie Holiday again because I was in a better mood. Because I was just obsessed with her music. I still am. And then I watched this program and I learned about Janis Joplin, who was also a big Billie Holiday fan. And it was just great, you know. And then I started to give in. I was like, you know, that's all, folks. If I go to college, it's all on me now. I can do what I fucking want. It was like a scenario out of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I can go out as late as I want. Yeah, at the time I wasn't driving, so that was a shithead right there. But then, you know... I I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college right away. Like I took the whole half. I was off from June all the way to January. Well, no, December, because the first week of January college started. I didn't know what I was gonna take, so I took some fun courses, you know, and um, that lasted for a little while. But what I loved about college was I would meet these like-minded people. And they would sit and have discussions in the quad over drinks. And then we would walk to the mall. And I thought, shit, we don't even do this in high school. The other thing I couldn't get over, there was no bell. In high school, you know, that bell would go off. Oh, time to go to the next class. You know, or you go and you and you do lunch. You know what I mean? And you do lunch. In high school, we had hamburgers and fries and brisk iced tea. It was fucking fabulous. But the people just sucked cock and not in a good way. You know, so that kind of is like, I've had my Romy and Michelle moment. Do I want to go to the reunion? Ten year, the class president asked me. Nice guy, easy on the eyes. Hey, you want to go? No, please. No. Um, 20th year is next year. I've thought about it. I'm like, nah. Maybe the 50th year, I don't know if I've had enough Botox to last me an elephant's weight of, you know, bad days. Then, hey, I don't fucking know. It's, you know, it is what it is. And then after three years of taking fun courses, I went to my alma mater and I took the serious courses. I remember the the guidance person said to me now we don't have drama class here oh that's fine i'm here to finish it out get my associates get my bachelor's oh what about your master's yeah i don't know i'm at when i think of a master's degree i think of baking a cake and putting it in an oven am i gonna put the master's degree in the oven i don't fucking know i don't know my bachelor's degree is somewhere i think it's in a hutch somewhere you know I don't, like, just display it on the hood of the car. I should. And then people would, oh, hey, you want to work for me? Sure, I'll do this. You know, <laughs> I don't have a ton. I wish I had 20 years of experience. More like I got, 15, like, 12. You know, I worked in a library for almost 11 years. 
Um, it was it was not a picnic. It was a learning experience. But I remember I would take my breaks. I would sit there. The social media had just started, okay? It was brand fucking new. Then people really started to come in and use those computers because MySpace and Facebook. Facebook, it was like around 2007, 2008. 2008's when it really dropped that cherry and everyone got fucked. Everyone got fucked in a good way. Ooh, now there's this platform. It's not like MySpace because MySpace just feels so much like a box. And, you know, you put the cheese in there and we all grab it and get trapped in, you know. But now I think Justin Timberlake bought it. I don't know. Oh, God, his halftime show. That was like watching shit dry. It was just... And he tried to redeem himself with the Trolls theme. So other than that, the uh, music just sucked. The new song sucked. The Prince tribute sucked. It was what it was. Um, you know, everyone has their, their halftime show. I don't put much thing into it. When Ice Cube does a halftime show or Rage Against the Machine or Corn, then I'll watch. When Tool, Tool's never going to be asked. Can you just imagine everyone is chanting Stink Fist? You know, or I'll see you down in Arizona Bay from Anima. Come on, that's just fucking amazing. <coughs> So, you know, I love taking breaks on this. I love because it makes the flow a little better. Since it's you all can kind of like, what is he fucking talking about? So I'm going to take a final break and I'll be back. Maybe Mr. Texas will join us if he's done with whatever it is he's done with. I'm back. Brief break. Have some candy. So if you hear some crunching. That is not a technical difficulty. It's really me chewing because it beats eating a whole fucking cake. Um, I love these suckers. <laughs> so, let's talk. It's Tuesday. I didn't have any tacos. I love how they all say it's Taco Tuesday. But no one truly has the taco on Duper Tuesday, you know, um, we're just gonna get real here, mm. I keep getting these phone calls all day, do you want to do this, do you want to lower your car insurance, and I tell them, I already have some, it's low enough. Oh, we can make it lower. Can you make it $5? They hang up. <laughs> I say that just to get them away from me. Hey, you know, if it was $5, everyone would fucking have it. You know, and hey, what's wrong with everyone having it? It's like healthcare. But see, I love how people... They like to blame. They pay the. They play the blame game. Well, this would have been a socialist country. Well, in some aspects, and I'm not condoning it, but in some aspects, socialism isn't bad to certain countries. They adapt to it. So you may feel different about someone else's way of life. You know, they may like peanut butter, and you may just like, you know, uh, crap on your bread. 
But they really take the initiative with that fucking bread. Rather than put crap on it. Oh, let me get some MSG. MSG. Um, you know, and just really salt it up. But no, they don't do that. I see this one sucker I like, you know, and I and I need to pop a cherry right now, so. And it's the cherry flavored. That's as punk rock as it is going to get. So, you know. Hey, it's not a bad habit when you like candy. It's not, you know, I don't smoke or anything. There's nothing wrong with smoking, but. Here's my thing. When you've seen someone die from from lung cancer, and when someone's telling you, oh, the smoking doesn't affect them. Oh, they live, and it's like, yeah, that's nice that you're still alive, but I would like some of my family members, super smokers, to be alive, too. You shouldn't get all the fucking glory. Homie, don't play that. So, you know, there's always an ounce of flies in the ointment, right Fucking there. And I just bite my tongue. And I don't... I don't say anything. You know? Um, George Clooney falling off a motorcycle. It's sad, but at the same time, it's like... You're not 25 anymore. You have children. You have a beautiful wife. Fucking stop. You are not evil, Knievel. He's dead. He's in motorcycle heaven. And I'm sure there is a motorcycle heaven. As I put this little sucker in my mouth, all I can think of is, and and see how I just changed the subject. But, you know, you got to keep up, motherfuckers. There was a year in 1995. I picture it. 1995. Prince gets a special achievement award at the American Music Awards. And he does his set. And then at the end, they all do a rendition of We Are the World. Which Prince refused to be on. He contributed a song to the album, but he refused to be on that single. And then, they're all singing We Are the World. Prince is not singing. Quincy Jones hands him the mic. Prince hands him a sucker. That was his way of saying, I'm not fucking singing. And he didn't. So, yeah. This also reminds me of um, Men on Film in Living Color. Today's show is brought to you by Blow Pops. Yeah, they don't just melt in your mouth. They melt in your hand. And what do we have to say about Madonna's new movie, Body of Evidence? Hated it. But you know, I'm going to tell you something. That Madonna, them butt cheeks of hers. Mm. She really piles up the butter for those. Mm-hmm, yeah. But you know, you have to look at Madonna. She's still trying to stay relevant. Sean Penn won't have her, but the rest of the world will. You know, I think you have a point. Snap, crackle, and a pop. Madonna, you might as well hide that in the sock, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm. Madonna and the British accent. Is there a point to this? Yeah. I don't know. Madonna, 
You're from Detroit, Michigan. Remember when you used to talk all, I'm Madonna, this is my new single, like a virgin. I'm a very sexual person. And now Madonna's like, I would like to thank for this is my great album. I don't live in England, but I talk like it when I want to to look posh. Yes. And he, and she's always doing that. And Elton John's just like, <laughs> may the best bitch win. <laughs> mm. Mm. I know you're probably hating the crunching. And you know, fuck it. It's good. Now I know how Prince feels. Mm-hmm. Wake me when you're done. I guess you'll be the only one having fun. <laughs> you know he wrote that for someone. Mm. I know that he wrote something for Patti LaBelle, but it wasn't that. Was it New Attitude? I don't know. I was listening to Lady Marmalade today. And, damn. See, some of those music shows, like Soul Train, you would lip sync. You'd go on there and you'd lip sync. Patti LaBelle would go on and sing. I'm sorry, she would sing. There's a difference between singing and singing. Because uh, you give it your all. And, um, you know, some punk people, like Patti Smith, sang. Some people like uh, Gwen Stefani sing. Well, when it comes to Don't Speak, remember that? She'd be like all sweating and shit. You know, she was singing. Whitney was sweating for another reason. Um, and here is, uh, you know, Gwen Stefani. Hush, hush, darling, I need a glass of water. Hush, hush, don't tell me this. It's her. Don't speak. I need a glass of water. Maybe Melissa Etheridge. Because she told her to bring me a glass of water for her babies. <laughs> Don't tell me because it hurts. Hush, hush, baby. Hush, hush. She's related to Madonna. Has had an interesting career. Despite that. You know, it's not like she's up there like, oh, let me do Like a Virgin. It's for my cousin. <laughs> that would be awkward. She didn't have to, though. You know, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-N. This shit is bananas. Supposedly, she wrote that about Courtney Love. Somewhere, Courtney Love's laughing with her legs in the air going, yeah, Gwen, give it to me. Give it to me again. You times when she covers it, then we will know it was truly about her. I was briefly going to talk about politics. Politics just fucking suck. I mean, I posted a lot about it. You know, Mike Pence. I I do still want Roe versus Wade to be overturned. Yes, because your wife does not allow you to be in another room with another woman, even if it's for business. So you figure, why not just let the women have no rights, just like you and your wife? Yeah, fucking Stepford shit. I mean, hey. 
Mike, I love when people call him Michael Pence. No, he's, he's Mike Pence, okay? Don't give him that Michael. That, that name is a very holy, iconic name. Let's just call him Mike Pence, okay? Mike Pence. Convenience store. Yeah, that's better. Because then people just stop there to take a dump anyway. <laughs> hey, people. It's as good as it gets, you know what I mean? Tonight, I'm going to give a can of shut the fuck up. Is it a cup? I think it's a can. I'm going to give a cup of shut the fuck up. For those of you who blame everything on Obama, first of all, he has not been in office since he left. And that is almost two years ago. Two years. Is he still in office? No. I could see you blaming him for things if he was still in office, but he's not. So don't say, well, but, no, no but, no buts, no buts, no buts, unless you're wearing jeans. He's not in, let's say this together now, he's not in office. It's almost like you're clicking your heels three times to get back to Kansas. Mike Pence might follow you, so take a can of mace, okay? Big fucking can of mace. He looks like something from Children of the Corn. And if you've ever seen that movie, you'll understand. There's been many incarnations of Children of the Corn. I'll leave it at that, okay? I want to give an unpleasant dream, of course, to my cousin and to family and friends. You all know who you are. I want that sushi. It's good times. It's good times. I'm a little optimistic about the future. What I want to do with the future. I know they're like, oh, well, you really should do this. <laughs> That's what I think of that. There's people telling me, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Let me do what I need to do. Okay, motherfuckers? Okay. Because, you know, what I'm doing now is for me. And people, oh, well, you're so hard. And you're so tired. And it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with that shit? I don't think so. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. So, you know. But I'll do what I need to do. I wish I could do this for money. Unfortunately, I can't. This is my art. If I do do it for money, then I'm going to have to make some changes. You know, it's not going to be like that Patti LaBelle song. And I stir it up, and I think about tomorrow. Ooh, I just can't wait. Or was that New Attitude? Either way, she had some weird hair in that. And the shoes, too. So, but this is the Dr. Seuss podcast. I want to give a shout out, because I, I did put her in the name. To my late dog, Tinkerbell, who was such a little shit. Such a cute little fucking dog. Such a fucking diva. I've known some divas in my time. But this dog was a diva. She was the epitome of a diva. And thanks to... Let me plug this in real quick. Thanks to the uh, advent of YouTube... 
And, you know, people put, sometimes they overglaze. They put things on there that doesn't need to fucking be on there. <laughs> but with her, she's on there forever. She's been dead. God, how long has she been dead? Five years? Six years? She's been dead a long fucking time. Cute little dog. A little shit, you know. Her fur would get all matted. She was like a lapo-opso something, some kind of mutated doggy. Um, Cute little dog, though. She was so sweet. And um, let's see if I can find her. Oh, she is. May she rest. That's me barking. Now watch her. She got a treat after. (laughs) She really wanted some shoes. That was her treat. So, good night and Tinkerbell. All dogs go to heaven, honey. Night, night.